No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. We did start the fire. It was no. always burning. No, the it wasn't always. No. Mm-mm. Do you no. know all the lyrics to that song? Wasn't always no, but I would love to learn that. Hey now, No Simple Road family. Welcome back to the No Simple Road Weekly Rewind. Done in collab. Produced, not done. Produced in collaboration with the Edible the Beats. Edible Beats. Edible Beats. Out of Denver, Colorado. If you don't know what the Edible Beats is by now, you have been listening to the Weekly Rewind. Or you haven't been taking our advice and going to the website, ediblebeats.com, and checking out yeah. their fantastic Do restaurants, that. their mission statement, all the people involved, the menus, all that. Love, attention, yeah, intention. Detail. Uh, breaking news. As of the recording of this, which is 3.30 p.m. on the 23rd of July... Um, there are only 50 tickets left for our appearance at Ophelia's electric soapbox in Denver, Colorado on August 30th to start your dicks weekend. We are are appearing live with Andy Frasco's world saving podcast at Ophelia's electric soapbox in Denver, Colorado. And you should go to www.nosuperroad.com or, uh, the Ophelia's website and get yourself some tickets right now, because if you're one of those people. <clears throat> that's that like waits. I'll wait, and then when I get, get it to at the door, Denver, I'll just go to Ophelia's and buy tickets. You, whoever you are, are going to be shut out and stand outside. They're going to be like, ear. "Hey, can I see your ticket, please?" You're like, "Actually, I'd like to purchase one." And, and they're then gonna they're like, going to be like, "Oh, you have to go away now." So, I'm sorry, you can't do you that here. Right. Then you're going to miss out on us and Andy Frasco and mystery guests, awesome food. I can, I mean, I can for sure, positively, 100 percent with 100 percent assurance. Say who our guest is going to be now. We're not going to tell, though. It's still a secret, though. Oh, is it? I think we should let them get that. Too early. Yeah, it's too early. early. Thank you, Apple. One, it's too early if we decide we should only say it like one week before or not even. 
You know what, well, you guys? Okay, it rhymes with. No, I'm no, just kidding. No, don't you dare. <laughs> well, I, I will. Plus, Andy's it got a secret guest. Andy's got oh, a does. secret guest, and he's not saying, and I don't think that we should either. We both have tricks up our sleeves, and we should leave it there. I'll give you all a hint mystery. that won't, won't give you any of it. If you were to try and rhyme their name, you would have to make up a word. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm right. sitting in the studio with us today on this beautiful, lovely Sunday evening is Sydney Wynn from Win Win. Sydney Schaefer, our daughter. That's right. AKA. Yeah. AKA. I have like seven names, so <laughs> you should. At, at Citeroni. Pick at, the one you want. <laughs> I kind of like Win Win. We should talk about Win Win because you and Adam are about to go have this incredible experience that you've never had before making music. So why don't you talk know, about that? It's very exciting. Well, we haven't had it on this level where we're going to a producer to finish an EP. We've worked with producers that are our friends and it's been very casual and fun, but this is a little bit of a step up. This is like serious business. I'm sure it's still going to be fun. Probably be more fun, but yeah, it's in collaboration with Sego who you've interviewed. We love yeah. Sego. Sego sucks. Yeah. And they're sweethearts and we love them and they're creative geniuses and they bring out our genius. So I'm really excited. And yeah. Yeah. That's going to be dope. So It'll you're really hitting fun. the studio. Is, is this going to be performing like in front of a bigger crowd than you have before? No, it's oh, no, we're recording. recording. We're, we're fully finishing. They're making music. Oh, okay. Our, yeah. Okay. Our Come recorded on, Apple. songs. Get on the bus. Dude. What she'd mentioned yesterday be, about you happen. had a DJing thing coming up too. Or, uh, yeah. Winman is, is doing a lot of DJing. Why don't you tell them what right Win and Win is? Well, tell our audience what who and what Win Win are. Win Win is our. Is our. Uh, is names. Ours. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Adam Win and Sydney Win, and we're the Win Wins. And soon, one of us is going to get kicked out. We don't know who yet, but Jasper will take over one of our spots because <laughs> you can't have Win Win Win. But Jasper is currently auditioning to. I think you one should like have Win 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 all day, <laughs> like or in win, caps. What would it be? It'd be Win Cubed. Win Cubed win probably cubed. is. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. But it's it's our little music project. We also do DJing. It's a very grounded in like dance, Oops. but with other. Okay, it's so it's not EDM. Jo- no, I would say it's like, if anything, like '90s house dance inspired. And then we'll we are also inspired by other genres. Okay, whether that be hip hop or punk or whatever. Whatever's clever. Yeah, but yeah. Is completely a selfish question. Yeah. When we talked about this before, Jasper was supposed to come here to hang out with us while you guys are there. That's still happening, right? No. No, he's going to Florida. What? He's going He's going to the other side of the country. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, show's over, everybody. I'm going to go sulk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Everyone wants him. We got to share. That's, that's really very popular. Does yes. He's very yeah. popular. He's a hot commodity. That's all right. I, I ordered myself a Jasper for Christmas. Yeah, so. that's true. It's happening. I did. That is happening. Um, So what is the hardest part about creating the music that you create with Win Win? The hardest part for me is that I'm, don't think I'm a musician. I'm a performer. So I don't know 
technical words, but then I do. Like I, I it's so funny. I, we were listening to a song I was just recording with this new microphone and I was like, this is not it. I was like, everything sounds super crushed. And I, that, that, I don't even know that's, that's a word a to describe. And I was like, it sounds crushed and far away. And I'm like trying to explain what I'm hearing. And he was like, yeah, it's, it's crushed. And I was like, oh, and then he was like going and I was seeing that was like even a word that was on the, whatever we're using Ableton or Ableton. whatever. And I'm like, that's so funny. Like, I don't know the vocabulary, but I understand it. And I've known music my whole life. But I guess the hardest thing is just wanting to bring an aspect of newness and freshness while still respecting the fact that this is a full on craft Mm -hmm. and bringing those two together, marrying the two. Because there are some people and I've heard Spencer and Adam say this. They're like, they're the best musicians, but then they kind of get themselves locked in a box because mm. they know so much. And so when you come in fresh and you're like, oh, let's do this. And you're like, well, that you're not supposed to, but you do. And it sounds cool. That's what I, I'm trying to do that, like have a good balance of coming up with cool ideas that are just me while also giving a lot of respect to the fact that this is a very important craft that people have spent decades these people that we're working with decades learning about so you're going into the studio next month yeah like mid mid august with mr tape he's the producer that we're working who is it mr tape okay is there anything that we would know that he's produced he's worked with cascade quite, quite a bit and he knows dance music he knows maybe a little bit more of the edm side but he has heard our stuff he understands and he's stoked he's like i love this aspect something like sago but a little bit more dancey and also having that feminine touch which they did with tandang mm-hmm. which i love yeah Tandang's or like my f- it's rad when you hear that female vocal like getting it like mm-hmm. that's basically what we're trying to do add a little bit of like the femininity but also i bring a little bit of a masculine edge with the femininity too like we have plans for music videos that are super fun but see yeah. with you said you don't just think about the music you're thinking about the entire yeah. thing from what start you're to wear finish. while you're performing it i'm that's yeah absolutely <laughs> not a, not all creators are like that some are like you were saying some are musicians and they're or they're a producer they're the wardrobe they're stylists like you were talking about you don't know a lot about music, but you've been around it so much and you do. Well, that's the other thing too. I'll be in the studio with them and I'm like, this isn't something I want to dance to. And I'm the only one I'm like, I can look at all of you and say, I'm the only one that full on dance in this room. So if this is something I don't want to dance to coming from a dancer's perspective. You want to put it out. Yeah. Like add like a 808 beat, put that, put it back in there. Like, add another little thing that you can do like a little move to like (laughs) that's that's also where I'm trying to like be yeah easier to understand on like all the different aspects a performer's aspect someone who's actually dancing to the music who would listen to it yeah that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to master right now okay so so obviously you're my daughter and I've known you your whole life obviously your name is Sydney (laughs) but (laughs) State obvious. <laughs> is it what's the most difficult part about being a mom and trying to be a creative at the same time? Mm, I think it's giving yourself time 
in general. Like, in so many ways, things that I'm doing now, like, I have to work to put the time in. Mm -hmm. And then when I really look at it, I'm like, I could be doing this or I could be doing that. Or if I'm really getting critical and a little dark, I'm like, well, Jasper, I could be putting time in for Jasper. Like, why why shouldn't he be able to learn a skill and la-di-da-da? But I'm also like, but at the same time, I had him young. So it's it's prioritizing prioritizing is like the main thing Mm -hmm. that's hard but it's not impossible it's like it's just a challenge it's a challenge it's like the biggest challenge um but it's also sweet because he has he's finds an interest in what we're doing so very adaptable well not just that but he's um look kids are a product of their environment as yes. they as much as they are a product of genetics and like what's around a child is what they're going to know and like mm-hmm. when they're young mm-hmm. you know when we when we become a teenager this is different than yeah, you so start there's to a gamble whatever <laughs> but for right now he likes what you like because you like it and he wants to make you happy as a kid mm-hmm. you know what i mean so now is the time to instill all the musical things that you want for him. Yeah. Because he'll receive it right now instead of being like, mom fucking told me to do this. I don't want to fucking practice well, my piano. Like, you know, we just yeah. had on this East Nash Grash and both of the guys. Nash Grash. East Nash. Nash. Say that three times fast. <laughs> yeah. East Nash Grass Band. And we had Corey and Harry on and they both grew up from musical families Mm -hmm. and he was one of them was seven years old when they started playing banjo and the other one was like 10 years old when you realized how much he loved playing the mandolin yeah that's a like such a head start but also like what dad was saying introducing that like all their siblings their mother their father all played so it was so normal in the family well what was the for me what what's the percentage of they really interested versus they're trying to impress or make their parents or versus like this is just what we do or see that's the thing where i'm like i don't want to force anything i I want it to be around it it doesn't seem like it's forced though because like you're talking about he already has an ear Mm -hmm. for it and he likes his songs and he he has what was the one you're talking about right he's like i don't i don't like that about being alone well there was a lyric like, yeah in a win-win song yeah he there's really a lyric listens. that he's he was upset about he said we need to rewrite it because <laughs> <laughs> because it's he's the don't producer. leave me alone tonight i don't want to be alone tonight and he's like he honestly was offended by it. He was like, you're not alone. Not on my watch, like, mom. You don't have to be alone. I'll be with you that night. Oh. Like whatever night you're talking about, I'll be with you. And it is absolutely true. And, it's, and that's amazing. I mean, he is truly listening. Like, yeah. I think this is a like great that. opportunity like, to maybe correct or not even correct. Cause I don't think it was broken, but like update kind of how you were raised in the sense, like you and Simon both kind of like, which was a good critique me and dad, as far as like being kind of like more structured or more serious or disciplined and like kind of encouraging you. Yeah. This is an excellent opportunity to do that with your son in a way that is not pushy, but definitely structured. Well, and answering to your question too, Sid, I think as far as like how much of it is you pressuring him and how much is it him wanting to do it? 
50 50 right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he wants to he wants your approval yeah. so he's gonna like the stuff that you like and do the stuff that you do be he's a little kid and he when we're little especially little boys we want mom's love like crazy yeah. and that like that approval is everything yeah, it is. at that age and so you're kind of like gaming the system by instilling it in him now mm-hmm. and then it becomes something that he loves later on. You're introducing it to him when he's receptive to the implant. Yeah. I'm just really, I'm, I'm a weird projector where I'm like, cause that's the only thing I could really do is compare your parenting. To right. Mine. Yeah, of course. And so I'm, I think, Oh, what's, what's the pushback or what's the rebellion that's going to happen. And I don't want that to happen, which you can't even stop. Good I don't, luck. I don't know yeah. what I'm thinking, but I'm trying to be like, <laughs> how can I make sure he doesn't rebel in the way I don't want him to? And I'm like, well, I didn't, I don't think I ever rebelled against you, but there was like a, a stillness that I had while you were moving through your broadening of your mind. And I was like, eh, I don't good, good for them. Like really, truly happy for them. But I think that was a time where I was supposed to be doing that quote unquote supposed to be doing that as yeah. a teenager, like mm. trying shit. And I was just like, nah. and in my head, I'm like, wow, what if things really start to pick up musically and not crazily, but just where we're doing it often and we're performing a bunch and he starts to get into the age where he's like, eh. mm. I'm going to you know tell I mean? you right now. And this isn't like m- me putting anything on you. This is just the way it is however you don't want it to happen is how it's going to go down baby okay <laughs> like all right so just let let it go now and be okay with it because however We're, you want it to happen is exactly it's not it's the lesson like you that. need to learn yeah yeah because rebellion is a form of understanding yourself it's like you're they're standing up for themselves when you're rebelling it's like i want to do this whatever quote unquote this is and the this is maybe something that's been not exposed they haven't been exposed to or something that they weren't able to do you know so like the more open you can be with him but also like keeping in line with that structure i think that like i don't know you and simon both didn't really rebel it wasn't like you guys were so easy or so hard no it was was just kind of seamless it was a very light version if that if anything yeah i don't like i'll talk to people openly and they're like oh my god you've been best friends with your family forever and i was like there's probably six months where i didn't like you mom like (laughs) in my entire life and then I mean, me and dad had one good. talk and we were like one best beef. friends after that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what? That's is that how it is? Big. Wow. <laughs> like statistically, basically it never happened. High five, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Good job. Like, wow. Yeah. No, I mean, all our whole our whole family is perfect, pretty much. It really is. Well, and I in our own way for, for for us it's perfect it's, perfect. it's not like yeah. everyone can look at us and be like they're perfect whatever it's the like, challenge is gonna happen for us. I, i'll be able to handle it yes yeah, so that brings me to what kind of leads us to what i want to talk about today um do you feel like uh psychedelics have played a big part in what we're talking about right now about like our yeah. family dynamic yeah, I do. Well, I don't think it's just that. I think it was more your openness and uh, way that it held no fear mm. in a way. 
Mm. I think that is actually what it truly was. I mean, there are some things that are probably so silly to you that's really, truly stuck out to me. But that painting that you did Mm -hmm. of Tom, 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 like I loved it. And I'm. I'm an artist appreciator. Like I truly am. I, whatever that is, <laughs> hold on, like, hold on. I'm just going to tell everybody. So like, this is like back in the day we were living in Vegas and we had taken mushrooms and we, it wasn't something we were doing all the time. No. And you guys were fully experimenting. Yeah, absolutely. And we like laid out a blanket outside by our pool and it was nighttime in the summer in Vegas and we were high as shit. I was puking in the grass and Mel laid out all her art supplies by the pool and had like a 24 by 36 canvas and was paint, never painted a picture in her life. Never. And painted a, a portrait of our buddy that was with us that night. And it is the silliest, funniest, craziest looking painting. It's honestly ever giving Picasso to me. I, to me. <laughs> But I will say I haven't seen something like that since. Mm -hmm. Like I've definitely seen your art and it's cute and it's fun and it should be in all the children's books ever. (laughs) But I like that was like mind blowing to me. And then for me, it also opened an aspect where I'm like, I think I'm really good at knowing like when an art is art versus Mm, art is to be sold or to be marketed. And I I knew that was special. Like I knew it off the bat and I was what, 12? That stuck out to you really. For sure. Like something like that. And I remember because you guys, you weren't, you didn't say it like you just said it now, but you weren't shy on why and yeah, how you wh- made it uh, yes i knew and i could read between, between the, lines the lines that that's how you made it you were under some type of influence and i was like i loved it i was like i think that's great that's beautiful that's one of the most beautiful things that I, I, you've made and so that for me i was like super proud and i was like that's cool like i was always just proud of you and with my friends wow. too like i would be like as I was your parents, I'm like, they're doing their thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mom and dad. Mom and dad are like, they, they're they, fully experimenting. They're, they're being experimenting. Safe. Let's hear it for us. <laughs> Once again. Gosh, we should have Sydney on every week. I know, shit. <laughs> no, and my friends were feeling the vibes, like for sure. There was a friend that it was like, I want to go over all the time. Like, I want to be around <laughs> your parents because they are cool, obviously, but they just like, like big kids. We were growing which up. Which I want. Yeah, I we want to be like that. You, and you're doing that. Yeah, you yeah. definitely are doing that with yeah. Jasper. I will commend you on that. I see how playful and like how involved you are with him you're not like one of those parents that's like Shh, go lay down and go sit over there you're you're super engaged you treat him like a peer you don't well, talk he's down a 50 to him. 50 my friend and my son and i think that's what it comes down to yep. like i see a lot of parents like this is my son and I, sometimes i don't even see that they're their friend but he's like 50 50 someone i want to hang out with and someone that i, I need to take care and of and he's actually cool that's it. That's like yeah. I, I want. I, I want to. I want to be there. I want to. I think. Out. I think you're you and like Adam are creating the same thing that like they created being around a lot during your childhood. When it was a party, it was a party environment, but it was a creative, fun party environment. It was like you said, Safe. it didn't exclude kids or anything, and it didn't get too crazy. Like yeah. they're they're out of their mind. Somebody's naked jumping off the roof in the swimming pool. It was like fun. 
fun, creative, yeah, and every clothes everybody everybody was involved. I don't remember the, it was, the naked it was part. open. No, yeah. no, that didn't happen. So I mean, that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. It wasn't no. like over the top crazy parties. It was like no. experimenting and open Playful, and fun. And but great. it was a little bit crazy because I remember, you know, like like having um, seances no, or dude, like, we were doing a full yeah, OTO rituals uh, or at rituals. The house. And I know a li- <laughs> I don't necessarily remember that. I remember going. I remember showing a little bit of interest in that and going to like. Like the secret velvet curtains behind the psychic eye and <laughs> yeah. exploring that a little bit. But I don't remember that fully going on in the house, which I think right now I'm saying that's good that you were able to like distinct like what we should be around and understand and know versus like Absolutely. something that you like kind of keep behind closed doors. Yeah, we, like we, did, we did have our own private. Shit. We did because a lot of times it wasn't hard for us. And this is what the greatest thing about being around um, family is, is that if we knew we had something coming up, we'd be like, Grammy, can you watch the kids? Oh, no, you can't. Okay, mom, can you do it? Yep. Like there was always somebody safe to leave you with. And it was only for the duration of what we wanted to do. We weren't like trying to leave you guys for weekends or weeks or months yeah. off at a time. So like it was the same thing. We liked our kids and wanted to hang out, but we also were like exploring. And like, I think when we first started to explore psychically, or psychedelically, I should say, it was maybe psychically both. too. It was both. It, yeah. it was it was simultaneous. To be honest, well, I will say too is I giving the backstory of why I think you guys started to experiment was like you guys working through marital issues. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And so a hundred. So me knowing that and knowing that in middle school, which like leave it or take it that's probably the most formative time of your entire so i would say that with simon too or adolescent years whatever you want to say is mm-hmm. like high school you're very selfish you're not as much observing and i was that's true and i, I can say that for me like and i'm a full observer like i've always been a little bit shy and quiet it's because i'm just taking information in and in middle school i was just like downloading all this shit and i was like oh god like i'm seeing so much and then seeing the transition into a, a problem or a, something that was like being fixed and not band-aid fixed like like a true fix yeah that's probably what i think psychedelics taught me wow as after i've never even taken it just mm. witnessing what it could do yes and i guess that's the changing of your mind no you're 100 percent right because with without psychedelics and and it's really without cannabis without cannabis you're dad and i i don't know Freedom what could have repaired it at that point i don't know what else besides a, another entity coming in to really like shake me up personally and both of us to where we can work through it instead of yeah. throw each other out think yeah. i don't want to start growing weed yeah and that was yeah. that was like kind of like a point of contention because i was like dude we have kids we have this house like you can't be doing that oh, i love you i don't love, even smoke there's, there's a story i know I, the funny thing <laughs> is that you guys you didn't even smoke but the one of the things is having someone sleep over and like <laughs> i was i was like oh don't don't go in there and they never even noticed that <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know it was there like you literally walked by it and i'm like don't don't even <laughs> don't look even look at it over there because i knew <laughs> It's my dad's basil plants. You know, it, that is a, a really good point, Sydney, that it didn't allow us for a Band-Aid. The psychedelics made us have to confront what we were either hiding from each other, what we were fighting about, what we needed to grow past, 
whatever the issue was. Anything that you guys resented from mm-hmm. each other, it like brought you guys closer. And I think in a lot of ways, it was just like something to feel safe too for dad after going through all the stuff that he went through. I mean, I, I can assume that going into any psychedelic world after going through that and you never having that, you guys are kind of going there in the same boat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And new. It was newness. And so I think that brought you guys together. Probably me and Simon were there definitely bringing you together. Oh my gosh. And that you guys felt safe to do it. Like that's under all those circumstances, I can't see anything but good coming out of that. Well, I, um, I saw, or actually I listened to a podcast the other day with, um, uh, Joe Rogan and, Oh, that guy you were uh, telling me about? Fuck, I can't remember his name. Right yeah. Now. Um, hang on a second. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, okay, you, but you just so you there. There's I can't there's continue without <laughs> telling you that you gotta know the, the guy name. from Maps. Yeah, and okay. I can't remember his name. And well, oh well. Okay, the, the anyway, quote, quote guy from Maps. Yeah, and uh, so they're talking about DMT mm-hmm. specifically, and there's a study that happened. Not too long. I think we might have talked about this on the show. Actually, DMTX experiments that are happening. I don't. Well, maybe I don't remember. Do you know it, about this? No. So they were like the Rick Strassman um, studies that happened a long time ago. He wrote that book, The Spirit Molecule, mm-hmm. and they did like a double blind study where participants were on opposite coasts, didn't know that they were in the study like they didn't know there was other people in the study and they would give them an intravenous dose of of dimethyltryptamine and then um journal their experiences when they would come back and what they found was even though these people didn't know each other and didn't have any clue that there was anybody else in the study that there was even another part of the study going on they were um reporting back similar experience and contact with similar entities and describing similar space. So fast forward to now, um, Rick Doblin is the guy's name that was on Joe Rogan. Rick Doblin. Yeah. And, uh, so they're doing this DMTX study. Now they were, they were like, that's great. What they did before Strassman did, but as you know, from, doing dmt it's 10 minutes it's fast he was like what if we could prolong the experience of like three hours of like continually giving them dmt over and over again and have them map the territory so to speak Mm, right okay and they got into a discussion about like If they think that that is like a place, mm, okay, or not, like a certain dimension, right? Or a if location, it, or if it's um, I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time a secular religion, if you will, 
with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts. Chemicals in your brain creating uh, stimuli that happens to be similar because we run on similar chemistry as human beings. And when you add that in, then it creates this reaction or what? I'm curious what you guys think that is. What is, is that a place? Is it another dimension? Are those entities? Are those thought form? What, what do you think that is when you break through? On I DMT? feel like it could be a blend of everything. It kind of reminds me of just when you go into your subconscious in general, mm-hmm. ver- like when, whether that's like through sleep or meditation or daydreaming or whatever. But I think there are places and I can do this, like go back to a certain dream or there's some people I can do it stronger who full on have lives and families. And I think with the DMT experience, maybe it's because that that is released in all humans and is it all yeah. beings Yeah, that that's why it is somewhat singular that you're experiencing something similar i'd like to in the experiment were they all doing it at the same time was the room similar or i think is it was like, no it wasn't like a bunch of people in a room all getting blasted off yeah. it was like one person at a time and they would you know yeah. facilitate that person's journey because i think of the environment probably is so it's just uh, it headphones and an eye mask and a, and a iv drip and they so they're getting shut out you. yeah, yeah. You're, you're it's inner space I mean, I, I think it's probably a dimension and it's a place that exists. A location. That maybe it exists within certain humans' DNA or maybe it actually does oh, exist. Oh, wow. I never thought about it like Somewhere that. else. But it is like, I mean, we're, we're, we can barely know that much about our own mind. So maybe there's just <laughs> yeah. like some backdoor that's always the same for a bunch of people. I don't know. Or maybe it's some galaxy thing. I think it could be all of it, honestly. I mean, it, it seems like if people are reporting similar things, it's just like if you give everybody the same type of, of uh, psychedelic, it's a similar type. Maybe the, the trip is different, but it's a similar type of experience. You feel weightless or you feel, you know, larger than life or you start laughing or you whatever. Like, so it's got to be a chemical thing, but it's not merely that because now you've taken a chemical to almost like take you to somewhere. It's like when you, you've taken a car to take you to the store, you've taken this chemical to take you to this location. Hmm. Uh, okay. So you think it's a place? I think that it's a place be- because even like, I remember doing salvia and there was like literally <laughs> people, there was, there was like dwarves or like little old, like Munchkin. what Munchkin. if it's not, 
a place and what if it's just actually here but with certain lenses removed yes that's what that reminds me yes because like it's like um if you're colorblind you can't see all the colors same thing we're we don't see everything so now when we take this chemical maybe it makes our eyes see something or Mm -hmm. our brain see something in a way that's covered all the time but you just can't see it because you aren't at that well if that's the case like narnia right you know if that's the case like Imagine, I would imagine that that's covered for a reason because you can't be there all the time. You can't do that. You can't exist in default reality Can and you, that at the same time. Okay. They're, they're, they're diametrically well, it's a reward. Like yes. For death. Like it's a reward. Like you've Wait done this. What do you mean by that? I mean, like a DMT experience. I mean, don't get me wrong. G- give me all the stuff. I love it. But when I heard of the D- DMT pen, I was like, there's something about that that makes me feel just a little bit of a way not no judgment at all but for me i i I wouldn't really want to do that because it seems uber special knowing that that is released and that is something that exists within all of us and that's something that's so ever present and we know all of it right when we leave this earth like it's it's for a purpose i think it's the reward and for people who are on their deathbed and they finally have that moment where they're not scared to die that's when they should get it that's like their time oh my god they'll probably know they'll probably know all the things we're asking right now Mm -hmm. because they actually get it yes as a matter of fact it is a place it's 164 (laughs) main street what do you think well i I think kind of a mix of all that from my experience and what you're talking about those like trials of, of a lot of people having the same similar experiences is that it, that it is a dimension between life and death, like, like, like almost like limbo between, mm-hmm. and because you don't get to see, I feel we're not seeing the final place you're going to, but it's the way station on the way to there. Cause every time I've seen it, I've felt and not actually seen like, like 3d crystal clear relatives that have passed, but they're there in that space and it's comforting. And it makes you, when you come back, it makes you feel like you had some kind of a death a little bit. Oh, in yeah. Like, in like going there. <clears throat> and I, I feel it is like a dimension between life and death. And, and we need, and that, that chemical, I mean, or not, not chemical, but that that comes, I mean, it's natural. It comes from the root and stuff. It's another thing. It's that was, in everything. That yeah, was we put naturally on this have planet chemicals. to, to uh, facilitate that and being able to go there for a little bit and it's very interesting with these experiments that they're trying to find a way to extend that that'd be awesome to be able to extend that trip to be that able is to a crazy extension because we've all said <laughs> we, we you go there and you're just getting really comfortable and familiar and seeing things and then you come back to i look yeah, forward to, to be able to go there and stay a little longer and like he said kind of mapping it out a little like oh okay i gotta go past the this and see some more and get comfortable in it but right. i i definitely think it, it, is, it is like a, a, another dimensional place between life and death hmm. death between, is, wait, is wait, very wait. closely tied to dmt i i want to know what you mean by that between life and death like it, it's explain. not of this earth uh-huh. like when you're this in a living stupor. body and being mm-hmm. and it's not full-on death it's like the way station between there, that kind of happy place going to death and leaving here. We get a glimpse of what's between the transition to be honest of I going think there. And like other 
drugs that's you barely go go there and i think that's what a lot of people who tend to be drug addicts are searching for even that like feeling of like the womb and the mother that's a between life and death like you're not alive fully fully yet you are but you're so close to the past you're so close to whatever your your life before was your spirit or whatever that's why kids yeah, wherever you came from or yeah yeah originated there well, is that that in between and i and dmt definitely is like a, like for lack of a better like super facilitator that's why it's not that long of a journey that's why it's interesting oh, that yeah. another try of course as humans we're going to try to figure it's, out how we can stay there longer and everything well, they want to map the but how it was given to it it was like you 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 get a taste of this and a glimpse and no matter what it is a location if they're trying to create a map Mm-hmm. And there is a territory to be mapped. Then there means well, that, that that's a location. That's, that's and the, like Sid said, it's a definite connection to like like it's in our DNA. It's a connection to our our ancestors and everything too. Kind of like mushrooms and stuff too. It's that's the, the strange thing about um, the initial Strassman study and people coming back and reporting the same entities, right? Like it's. It, Describing the same thing being there, where they live there, there. Is that that whatever, yeah, and reside. I, it's like I I think maybe do you know what cymatics is? Cymatics? Mm-hmm. No, you've seen it before. Like they'll take a metal plate. And they pour sand on the mm-hmm. metal plate, and then they put frequencies, different frequencies, on the plate, and creates the pattern. And it so a certain frequency will always make that shape, yes. right? It makes that pattern. One hundred and thirty-four megahertz makes four diamonds, and yes. then okay. So a human being is a vibratory creature. We are alive because of electricity and energy. Right. That's our brains are firing with electricity. We're vibrating at a certain frequency. Right. And that gives shape to what's around us and in us and in our brains and what we experience because of how we're vibrating. The thoughts that you have create your reality. I think that DMT is like a a tuning fork like an equalizer a tuning fork vibrating at a different frequency that you're taking into your body that causes you because the first thing that i experienced with it is that noise that happens when you start to come on to the dmt that like humming sound the high-pitched ring i don't know if i remember that it I feels don't, like I don't, I don't it feels that. like everything is speeding up so fast that it's breaking apart that initial breathless scary moment when you're getting ready to break through i I think that it's changing the way that we our frequency for Mm -hmm. a time and it's tuning us to a different reality that's like sid said always present but not able to be perceived because we're not tuned to that. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking, 
you can't play music with somebody if you don't know how to play an instrument. But it, it's like, it's the, like the, saying, the language is there. The songs are still there, but you can't participate unless you go through this right. initiation. But you it's know? like saying that my car isn't a car because we can't see it right now. I know my car is here. It's in the driveway around the corner of the house right but now. There's no car because there's, we don't know. We don't see it. That's right. right. It's unobserved. Right. So, but we know it's there, right? I can, I can get up and walk out and go get in the car right now. And I think that's what DMT is, is like a, a facilitator to change our frequency so that we are actually perceiving a place. And so then if it, if that, is true and it is a place that stands to reason that there is something or someone in that place it's not just empty nothing obviously we've all been there no i right? think it's i think it's a fucking tokyo it's i think it's uh right. <laughs> here there and go there and da, 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 and there needs traffic oh. officers and like i think it's bumping honestly <laughs> also like, like think yeah. about like um literal ceremonies and rituals where they give the medicine and the medicine is an actual entity that's a whole thing that we're not even discussing or they have a name yeah there's like a literally tobacco a, yeah grandfather their, tobacco yeah. and you know they have their respect exactly so it's an entity and the entity in itself contains whatever that thing is whatever the entity is mm-hmm. and the the dynamics of it and the structure wow. of it and so we're it's like making love with it like you're you're combining forces and and you're allowed to see something that nobody else can see because you're you're with it you're mixing with it and when you're not mixing with it it's not that it doesn't exist it's just you're not mixing with it at that moment and if you like take that thought even further and apply as above so below to what you just said it's the same with us that dimension you're talking about whatever it is is contained in that entity right and then you're taking it in well it's the same with us wherever we're going is inside us already and we're becoming it do you see what i mean yeah i have a question about like newness like anything that hasn't existed Mm. i i think there is none i think whatever is to be built there is a version that's already been built in that in that way that you're explaining. If I have an idea of a new app or a new thing that I want to make that I don't see is there, there is cer- a certain level of it already existing. Like you're pulling it in that's, from somewhere? That's what or? The, my tattoo is. That's the Kabbalah, what you're describing okay. right now. That's like the top sphere on the Kabbalah is like the monad. It's like everything. Everything and nothing at the same time, all potentiality, anything that's ever existed, going to exist or will, has been, all that is in a dot, mm-hmm. a one pinpoint that isn't even there, that's there everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. And then as it passes through the different spheres on the tree, it becomes more itself as it comes down till it hits the bottom, which is Malkuth, which is like physical it's like the reality. the root chakra. So it's like... It's a graphic representation of a thought before a thought is a thought becoming a thought becoming All reality. The, the process of yeah. what it is. So it, yeah, you're right. Everything that 
is in front of us right now has always existed. There's nothing new under the sun. Exactly. Always has been, always will be, and nothing is new. But this is exactly why it's so important for somebody who is creative, um, artists out there to do their craft, because whatever that already existing information is there, when you pull it through, it becomes your interpretation of that already existing information. Or it's a recall to something that's ancient. That's right. what I really they, love. <clears throat> that's why I was to the it's ancient thing. Up. You yeah. guys all need to watch. I watched it the other night. There's a new documentary on uh, Netflix, the the uh, Cave of Bones. Oof, I love uh, a cave. It's, a, well, it's all about how, how we think we know so much about our history and stuff. It goes back way further. This cave is discovered in South Africa. The bones they found are 250,000 years old and they're in between human and they're like proving eight. Graham Hancock. Right. And, and they're for their finding. One of the things they found is they thought because they, they had very, very, very small brains and all this, but they found them inside these caves that took some getting like mm-hmm. bigger people can't get to it. You have to go down through this stuff and they found burial grounds. They buried their dead, which they never thought until now that pre-human had the brain capacity to think and do that. And now they're mm-hmm. discovering, they keep discovering these things that are like, it, it, we, it's go, breaking the we go back way, way further and the history of, of us and our ancestors I mean, goes a, way further kid, than anybody thought. As a kid learning history, I accepted all the stories with open hearts, no judgment. I believe pretty much any, anything. And it's like, I feel like I could feel ignorant, but I'm like, really give me a religion. I feel like that could have been true or literally anything. But as far as the timeline, I could never get down, that. get behind that. I could never grasp who said, well, who, yeah, why? How do you know? Yeah. <laughs> Were you there? Who wrote that? Yeah. Where did that come Who's from? To say, and a honestly. lot of the stuff they made because they made one discovery somewhere like, oh, okay, this is how it is. It's like. There's so much that's unexplored oh my and it's gosh. still you know what's happening it, all the time. Talking about the ancient stuff though, like epigenetics says that going back to whatever the first humans were on the planet in our DNA is contained all of the experience of every human being that's ever had an experience of life on planet earth. It's in us. So like, my family tree going back to the beginning of my family tree i have all that experience and trauma and happiness and mm-hmm. well just like even your own life you've got all that but you can't recall well, all of it right now his ancestors back 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 in the day feel yours imagine that like right feeling the future yeah, the, the, the line goes both ways the i ripple. do have a question because this has always been i have no idea <laughs> i definitely believe in like the sentence of ancestry and our physical bodies. Like I was talking to you about our physical bodies changing Mm -hmm. because of our ancestors and what they did to gather and whatever. But also what about spirits? I think there's a two lane street here because I think I also have a spirit of a fucking Viking and I don't have the body of a Viking. Like Mm. I have, you could be a spirit of a completely different other ancestral cultural background. Mm. And that brings you somewhere else. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You contain all of the experience and there was more than one memory because it's encoded in your literal physically and through mind through DNA. Yes. Well, so like, like your ancestors, like, from me like back to your you know my mom and whatever but then 
for like further the further back you go the deeper that ancestry goes and it could you could have been however many things you know it's sad it's what? like i don't really care about any form of like the type of technology we're doing right now <laughs> as not me but like generally people are exploring like if we couldn't just explore this that's so interesting and i don't think we'll ever know the full discovery of it all like we should be spending our time doing that. Like that's so much more interesting you, to me. You want to know a really fucked up part of it? It's illegal to explore your own consciousness in most places. Well, I understand why probably because <laughs> you they're see. like fucking stop. Cats out of the bag. Yeah. yeah now you're girl. asking so fucked up questions. That is. Like yeah. I can't in my my I'm have an outside entity telling me what I can do with my mind. Yeah, because you're gonna, it's gonna open up questions that they can't answer, or, or that they are maybe, them. Maybe well, they know, but they don't know how yes. to digest because they also don't have expanded minds. So it's just fear, scary, but also yeah. power. People know and don't want to share things because then they've got an upper hand. That's we we forget that people yeah. can be evil, or, or they're doing it all on purpose and they're feeding on our fear like like a brunch well it should just be childlike it should just be like curiosity just all get like along. a little kid yeah. Yeah. you know sid we have to take you to the airport yeah that sucks let's go i hate I it i don't want you to go home young lady well, that's she's enough. gonna take care of her baby that's enough go get your son and bring him back <laughs> right. come back home with the baby <laughs> you're 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 grounded you're crowded. <laughs> Go to your room with Jasper here. Um, this has here. been a really great here. trip, Sid. I yeah. had so much fun. We packed a ton of stuff in. We did. And I'm glad I'm here best. now. I know. Getting all woo-woo. Everybody. We love you guys. Uh, go check out Win Win and all of their new music. Um, they've got um, Pool Day out on YouTube. Look it up. Like pool as in swimming pool. And, that was awesome. And wherever else. And wherever else. Apple, Spotify. Yeah. Isn't Jasper in pool day? He's in pool day. And he's also, I'm pretty sure he's in young folks too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, shit. so check it out. Check out our daughter and her husband doing their thing. Also check out swim. Swim is a With fantastic. That's right. S W I M M. And uh, check them out and their dates. Check out Sego. We love Sego. We support Sego. And check um, out No Simple Road. That's uh, right. Appearing live at Ophelia's Electric Soapbox on August 30th. Tickets are going Frasco. fast. World Saving Podcast. Only a few tickets left. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com. Get yourself some merch. Get a tarot reading by Mel and I. And, uh, and this week. Leave us a review. Why don't you have a great conversation with your parent if you can? Yeah. Or, or if you can't, you can still like talk to yourself. Have a great conversation with somebody. Yeah. We love you guys. We'll see you on Friday. Peace.
as well as a fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. Hello everybody, I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan, and this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.